Welcome back to African Dialogue. Thank you for choosing us. We're coming to you live from South Africa at the SABC headquarters in Johannesburg. Greetings to all of you listening to us from all corners of the border. We've got four segments for you on African Dialogue. The first one is the one-on-one that we're going to have with cultural activist Zolani Mkive, followed by What's Trending with Dumelo Zulu, very packed show there. And then we're coming to zooming into the African continent. And today we're taking you to Chad and um, later in our money segment, we look at savings versus investment. Let's go right into our first segment now that after several weeks of a public outcry for a day that celebrates and honors African spirituality, this is finally going to be uh, a realized uh, where Castle mixed out, which has positioned itself as a preserver of African culture and tradition, has announced that it will partner with renowned cultural activist and poet Zolanim Kive and the Congress of Traditional Leaders of South Africa. This inaugural commemoration has been set for the 8th of May, which will see South Africans from all walks of life encouraged to celebrate and observe African spirituality and its role in their lives through ceremonies and rituals that honor the ancestors to launch and celebrate this historic event Contralesa has called upon all South Africans to mark this day as an opportunity to honor the ancestors and their role let's go right to the lines now Sabona Babzolani Mkiva Sabona Sabona Naba Pulapuli the Channel Africa Sialbong Ituba Nispalona Thank you to you for giving us uh, your time as well. Maybe we can start there. What is this ancestral day that you are, are launching? We are launching and establishing this Ancestors Day in South Africa in order to ensure that the calendar of our country and the continent is a balanced calendar that talks to all its people, particularly the African majority and aborigines of uh, this uh, mother continent. We felt that uh, there was a huge gap in the calendar in the sense that much as the calendar of our country as well as other countries uh, is that that reflects a secular state. However, there is a big omission and oversight of a day that really takes uh, attention into African spirituality as it were. You know that we've got the Africa Day, which really is about the celebration of our liberation and our freedom and so on and so forth. We also have the Heritage Day, which is really about the inheritance that we have received uh, from those who came before us. But the African spirituality as it were uh, is nowhere near uh, our calendar. So all what you have is, uh, is, is, is days which uh, are paying attention and honor to other forms of religion, like Christianity, Muslim, and so on. But one fundamental uh, spiritual day that talks to the mother of all ways of life, uh, that African spirituality is not there. So therefore... Because spirituality is the embodiment of that connection between those who came before and those that are present and those who will come into the future. So in that way, want to honor our ancestors and want to say from the beginning of time, they were true to humanity. The tapestry of their history cuts across generations. 
and we would have done misjustice if we did not take them into account in terms of honoring them for all what they have given us um, as the spiritual beings. So in that way, <clears throat> we feel that this day is long overdue and its time has come. Hence, we're taking a decision to say, let's launch it this year without beating about the bush and then we'll build it from year to year. It is going to be an annual occurrence because if we overlook our ancestors, nothing will ever go right even in the current circumstances of our country and continent. You see that we cannot find a way forward in a number of issues because we have negated them. So we think that we have a collective responsibility that we anoint a single day uh, in, the, in, the, in the calendar. Out of 366 days, just take one day and say as Africans, in our collective spirit, let's honor our ancestors collectively and give them due respect, due regard, acknowledge and recognize them for all the sacrifices that they have done before because we are where we are today partly because they played that a significant role of ensuring that their spirit is transferred from one generation to the other. But what we have not done is to mainstream that African spirituality in everything that we do, in managing the national question, mm. in the manner in which we take decisions, in the manner in which we craft policy and laws. It can't just be based on the scientific approaches. We ought to marry the scientific approach with the spiritual approach as Africans. In that way, that is going to be a winning formula for us. And we believe that once we start doing that, we will definitely find a way forward. Mm. Uh, How much support has this initiative um, garnered so far, Budzolani? We have uh, garnered a huge support from across the length and the breadth of our country as well as the continent. I haven't had any opposition to this because I I would find it odd actually if people would be opposed, if there would be any opposition to this. Uh, It it would be like going to the church and declare the non-existence of God amongst the worshippers. So when we say we are going to establish a day to honor and recognize the ancestors, what we have received is the overwhelming support from people to saying that you are on point. This is something that has been a, a gap in the nation, and many people have really put their, their weight behind this. Not a single entity uh, has expressed any kind of discomfort or any kind of opposition to this. So I'm saying to you that uh, uh, we are fully confident that everybody will be part and parcel of this going forward. When when you look at how things are going to unfold on the 8th of May, because you've gained so much support, how are you planning to execute it? Well, a, a day before the 8th, which is the 7th, is when we will uh, kickstart uh, the ceremonies. So there will be the eve of the 8th, wherein we will sacrifice an ox as a symbol of uh, spilling the blood in honor of our ancestors. So we, in, 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 in accordance with African tradition, we sacrifice one of our domestic animals uh, as that symbolic gesture. Uh, because, <clears throat> as you know, cattle are a very important currency of our culture and traditions. 
including our spirituality. Uh, not only cattle, in some instances, would use a goat and a sheep, but all those three uh, domestic animals are very fundamental uh, when we undertake an exercise of this nature. So on the 7th, we'll do that, and there will be preliminary uh, activities in line with that where we'll be conversing uh, with the ancestors and would have gathered as different cultural ramifications of the country to talk amongst ourselves, but also to talk uh, collectively as we uh, sacrifice that animal. And then on the 8th, it's the day wherein uh, that meat that flows from that sacrificed animal will flow. So that will be ritual meat in its own, which will be shared by those who will be representing the different cultural ramifications on that particular day. But that day um, will start with traditional healers uh, and spiritual uh, leaders uh, in the African context, uh, uh, you know, talking to the ancestors and uh, conducting uh, uh, devotions in line with the framework of uh, Izangoma. Uh, and then after which we will have a formal program wherein there will be uh, presentations by senior traditional leaders from all the cultural communities of our country where they will make a statement and a pledge. And they will also be making that statement, uh, communicating with the ancestors, honoring them and asking for forgiveness and asking for wisdom and asking for all the things that we require as a nation going forward. But to give an assurance also to the ancestors that as we take that major step of honoring them, that going forward in everything that we'll be doing, we'll be doing in consultation with them, we'll be doing guided by the conversations that we're going to be having with them, so that uh, all the way through now we can correct everything wrong that we have done in the past. Uh, so I'm saying that we'll have people from the Twana tradition, senior traditional leaders from there, from Swati, from Sutu, from Pedi, from Debele, from Tosa, from Zulu, from Khoisan, uh, we will ensure that Venda uh, people are there, the uh, Chitsonga people are there, all the South African, uh, you know, cultural communities will be there. And uh, we hope to grow this into a continental uh, a, a day. Mm. And uh, we are just launching it in South Africa, and the South African chapter is more of the springboard. Uh, wherein we'll build on it so that uh, it gets escalated. And hopefully, uh, with the engagements that we'll have with government and uh, state authorities, we will uh, fight for this day to become an official calendar day, wherein it could also be declared a, calend a, 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 a holiday in the next three to five years. Okay, <clears throat> let's take a 30-second breather. When we come back, I'd really like to ask you, Bab uh, Zolani, about your own uh, passion for culture, uh, probably comes from your upbringing as well. And, uh, you know, why is it so important that um, as African people, we remain cultured and, and, and just uh, your own experiences uh, in that regard? Thank you.
Okay, we in conversation with cultural activist and poet uh, Zolani Mkiva from the Congress of Tradition, Traditional Leaders of South Africa. We're looking at Ancestral Day, which they want to launch on the 8th of May. Now, but Zolani, your own passion for, for culture, maybe if you can briefly tell us uh, about that. Uh, well, I am I'm not just uh, passionate about culture, but I'm a strong believer. Uh, in the African culture, because at the center of our culture is the values of Ubuntu, the values of humanity, uh, the norms, um, as well as um, the, the the guidelines. I grew up in the rural setting, and uh, I am quite privy to the cultural nuances from a very early age in my community where I come from. I grew up under the stewardship of parents who really wanted to uh, grow us and engender us and harness us into being true Africans. So from little things uh, at the family level of being responsible for looking after the livestock of the family uh, to those ritual ceremonies which are done when you are young and growing up, to the traditional swimming, to the traditional games, all of those things are the things that have made the person that I am. But I grew up listening to the elders as they tell the story around the fireplace and as they tell that folklore to us as the young children so that we can get the meaning and meanings to certain things in life. Uh, So I am made uh, by a community. I'm a child of a community. I've been taught to understand that uh, every parent is my parent, every elder is my elder, Every father is my father and every mother is my mother. I come from that background. I come from a background that says humanity is at best when you work as a collective. And uh, that communal spirit uh, has been inculcated in my mind in many respects. So the African culture, as it were, is what makes us to have the DNA that we, we, we must have. The appreciation of nature, the appreciation of land, appreciation of people-to-people relationship, all of those things uh, are part and parcel of the nucleus of the African culture. So I am the child uh, of, 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 of that culture who understand uh, his history, his heritage, and um, the meaning of those things mm. in terms of navigating life. Uh, so that's the summary of... Uh, uh, of of my background mm-hmm. and uh, one other thing that is a highlight of my family is that um, as regiments of the royal family and as regiments of the institution of traditional leadership we are also warriors of words we are also uh, warriors of singing uh, those praises which talk about uh, our clan names uh, our lineage our genealogy uh, because that's our ancestral roots so there is that great appreciation of that particular history, that narration, and all of those things. Mm-hmm. So uh, my great-grandfather is one person that I would highlight who had really indoctrinated these good values in me. He was an oral praise poet himself, and I could listen to him with passion as uh, he was narrating the history of our family and the history of our community and the history of our kingdom with great compassion. And uh, that really imparted on me in a very, very big way. Mm. And uh, I think to be uh, 
someone who has a strong believer in, in, in your own culture makes you a really an original person who must be independent even in terms of thinking. Um, so, so that you, you, you are not a copycat. Instead, you draw lessons from other cultures and see how you can fit those in yours rather than mimicking other people. So there's a sense of originality and independence mm. in the things that you do and the manner in which you do them mm. so uh, that you always maintain your DNA. Mm, mm. Okay, uh, we've got about six minutes left with you here, Babzolan, and I have to ask, how do we go back to those basics as a nation, as an African nation? Because our children have become so westernized um, to some degree. Uh, parents are, are not... Um, re-inculcating, you know, those values you are talking about because we live in the world of digitization. We live in the world where things are accessible. The language is, uh, English language is so accessible. And, you know, there's that disconnection now. Sometimes, you know, when a child misbehaves, a parent, uh, some parent will say, you know, those kind of, of, of things. How do we go back to those important basics of, reminding ourselves who we are, where we come from, and so that our children don't become uh, westernized in that sense where they don't know their roots. You are touching a very important point of how do we deal with the issue of coloniality and the decolonization of the African mind, but also how do we begin to build a new citizenry uh, particularly of our young people, to become complete Africans. So one, there are a number of things that we ought to do. One of them is to deal with the issue of our syllabus at schools. I believe that the syllabus is uh, outdated and irrelevant because it does not talk to the things that we ought to do in order to decolonize the mind and shape uh, our children for a future wherein they can be proud Africans and proud South Africans in all earnest. And that syllabus must entail the studies of history and heritage. And that history must include pre-colonial history, colonial history, and post-colonial history, so that they can be open-minded instead of us teaching them only about the French Revolution or the British uh, Revolution, which talks about Britain as the mistress of the sea. And then secondly, the media must play a very critical role in terms of the content that it transmits so that our children can be able uh, to really view and listen uh, on the public broadcast uh, and as well as the social media content that is going to help them uh, to be uh, patriotic, to be Africans who are not shy of being those Africans. So the same content that I'm saying that we need at school level, it must transcend to the public space, including the media. And thirdly, we must ensure that the policies of the country talks to who we are as a people. Uh, we must change the government, the government structure from a Westminster system. There's no point that uh, for us we should have inherited that stuff as is. You know, if you talk about the red carpet, we must pay attention to the detail. What did it mean to coloniality? Doesn't it represent our blood and therefore they are walking in our blood having killed and brutalized and terrorized us? Those are critical questions. That, so we need to change. Maybe perhaps we need a green carpet rather than 
a, a red carpet. Maybe we need a gold carpet rather than a red carpet. Uh, so all of those things we ought to do. We need to teach the children on the importance of those rights and those rituals and those customs and those traditions and the meaning to that. And one other thing that we ought to do is to actually to transcribe those things so that they are not only available orally, but they are transcribed into text. We must uh, produce uh, handbooks on rituals, we must produce handbooks on customs, and many other things, the values, the, 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 the issue of Ubuntu. Uh, it must be infused into the policy uh, making and the policy crafting of the country so that also our laws uh, are, are actually African in character, in content, in letter and spirit. Once you do that, you pay that attention to detail and put resources behind that project, then you are surely going to find the best formula which becomes a winning formula. I want to say, lastly, if you look at the Chinese and the Indians, they do exactly what I've just spoken about. So we will not be uh, reinventing here. We will basically be doing what we ought to do as a people because Chinese, everything they do, they do it in a Chinese way. So the framework of their approach to issues is Chinese in perspective. All they do is to draw lessons elsewhere, best lessons elsewhere in the world, so that they can then uh, sort of lift the standard of whatever they are doing in that particular sphere of life. The hmm. Indians do the same. All we need to do as Africans is to adopt a framework that is African in character and ensure that we capitalize on the best things that we do best, including bringing into the fore the indigenous knowledge system which we have negated and we have put them in the margins of our society as if there has never been intelligence and brilliance and excellence in Africa. All we need to do is to tap into that knowledge that we have not tapped into and bring it into the fore. And once we do that, we will stop being a copycat and we will find the best formula, which would be a winning formula for us as a people. Wow, I feel like 25 minutes was not enough time with you. We'll have to do a take two with that. Uh, thank you so much, Puzzolani, uh, for giving us your time. Thank you so much. I want to appreciate Cousin Mixed Out for supporting the Ancestors Day. And uh, they have done something good, which is a good example, which I think uh, it must be emulated by other corporates in the country. It's a good thing. It's a good gesture. We take our heads off as Contralesa to Cousin Mixed Out. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. That's the voice of cultural activist and Contralesa member uh, Bab Zolani Mkiva speaking to us about Ancestral Day. Coming up is what's happening on social media.